Hello, hello, my above average tribe, and welcome back to the A Minus Life podcast. I am your host, Casey Jericho. And once again, I am so happy to have you here listening, and I hope we can laugh, learn, and grow together. Before I get into the topic for this week, I want to remind you guys that every review, like, share is so appreciated and really helps me and this channel out. So if you're not too busy while listening to this, it would be very appreciated if you could subscribe to this podcast or my YouTube channel, leave a rating, uh, leave a raving review on either platform. Also, please share with family, friends, even mortal enemies. I want to uh, also remind you guys that even though I have turned into a professional podcaster, my true love is my one-on-one lifestyle coaching company and our lifestyle app. If you are ready to make some sustainable and enjoyable change and learn what feeling good actually feels like, please click on the link in our show notes, on my Instagram, or on my website and join the team. You can use code A-LIFE10, spell out minus, to get 10% off any package you choose as a thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And now that my lovely spiel is over, let's keep showing up and get into it. Hello, and welcome to your second week of 2024. How's it going? Today's podcast is going to be about my particular non-negotiables, which I will also explain what those kind of are, but I'm going to kind of go over what mine are and why I chose what I chose. To backtrack a little bit, um, this is obviously recorded a little bit ahead of time, and I am under the weather. A little bit ironic, since this is the week that the Toughen Up podcast episode came out, but I went to the gym, wrapped all my kids' presents, I did what I needed to do, um, had 100, 101 fever, you know, no big deal. I thought it was gone, and I was talking all confident, and then I took my temperature, and it was 101. Maybe just, like, putting the vibe out there that it was gone tricked me. Um, so I apologize for the nasally speaking and I may actually have to pause if I have a cough attack, but I promise I will not edit and I will not redo it. So I will stick true to the A minus gig. Um, also side note, I just finished reading one of like the best books I've ever read. Um, I'm back into reading, which is making my heart so full and it also helps that the book was amazing, but I've read two books in the past like three weeks, not even like two weeks. Um, This book is called Fourth Wing and I think I'm late to the game because I brought it up to all my coaching clients and they're like, yeah, yeah, I know. We already have the second one and I was behind the times, but that's okay. Um, It was amazing. I couldn't put it down. I was reading it while I was like walking around my classroom on my off periods. So my step count this week was bitchin'. Uh, I have cafeteria duty as my duty, and I was reading it while walking and pacing around the tables, and students definitely think I am weirder than they already thought, but it is so good, and unfortunately, I ordered the second one like three days ago, but due to Christmas, Amazon Prime is slow, so it will not be here until December 28th, which is killing me because the ending was awesome. But Lady and Cora are making me wait till January 1st to start it because that's when they're going to start it. So we're going to like book club read it together. Um, But 
I advise you to buy it ASAP. And don't listen to it. Buy it. Read it. Get lost in a book. It's cool. Um, okay, so non-negotiables. I don't think it's January 16th yet, but let me look at my calendar. January th- No, January 10th. So everybody should still be into their resolutions, right? January 16th is when National Quit Your Resolution Day is. So we are still hot and heavy in those resolutions. So I hope everyone is doing awesome. If you're learning that you maybe set your bar too high or you did some great goals, but you forgot about the systems, you have time to assess, you have time to change. No one says those are written in stone. You can change them. You can adjust them. You can make a better plan. But let's get past January 16th together. So by next podcast, January 17th, I expect everyone to still be working towards those goals. So, um, right, we are six days away. Yeah, six days away from National Quit Resolution Day. I know you guys can make it past it. Do it. Um, Right? If you're realizing your resolutions are too grandiose, it's okay. They don't need to be perfect. They don't need to be life-changing goals for 2024. Um, Something I'm doing is I found this cool planner that has the whole year laid out um, like 1 through 30 in just like vertical columns. So I'm going to try. And I know when I say try, that means I'm going to do because I'm an adult. And if I try something, I should be able to do it. Um, I'm going to track my adherency, if that's a word, um, for 2024, for the year. And it doesn't require a lot. It requires a check mark or an X every day. And it's going to be a blue check for if I work out, a pink check for if I hit my nutrition, and an X if I don't do either. Um... I just think it'll be really cool to kind of see the year in review and there is no arguing with it. So by next December, if I am not where I want to be or I didn't have the year I wanted to with health and fitness, I can look back and I can figure out why. It'll be right there in my face. Um, Obviously with rest days, there's going to be some not pink marks, but I think I'm going to mark it pink if it's a rest day and I rest just because then it'll look more fluid and that makes my aesthetic brain happy. But um, I will put that link for that planner in the show notes. It's like nine bucks, but I've never seen another planner that has this. So I thought it was really cool. And then every week is laid out with a little bit of like a notes section next to it, which I also like. Um, So I'll put that in there. And I think everyone kind of jump on board with that. Some of you may be like, keep a planner for a whole year. Like I lose my car keys in three seconds, but maybe that could be one of your resolutions. Okay, so I'm going to reiterate one more time, right, to focus on the systems. If you, again, realize that you set too many goals without systems, go back and look at them. You can keep your same goals, but let's create steps to get there, right? How are you going to achieve it? The steps, the process, the daily habits to get you there. And if you don't know how to do that, right, that's why I'm here. I can help you. I mean, I'm no goal master, but I can surely help. Um, One of the things that has helped me with my goals is creating a min and max for myself. And I tell this to some of my clients when they're having like rough weeks. Um, What this means is, right, if I imagine my best day ever, or you guys imagine your best day ever where everything is going to plan, I feel good, um, you know, things are just moving in the direction that I wanted them to, and I can get everything done that I would love, I set a best day ever goal right? In the sense that I can get probably 12,000 steps. I can drink over 120 ounces of water. 
I can get my workout in and I can crush it. And I can nail all my macros within three grams, right? That is the tip of the top. That is the best day. I try to adhere to these goals, obviously, every day, right? Like I don't have to necessarily be feeling my tip top best to get 12,000 steps, drink water, and work out. Like it doesn't have to be a rarity. Um, Most days should be this. Um, But if they go a little bit off track, it's okay because I set the 12,000 step thing and I can get 10, which is great, right? I can nail all my macros within five grams, right? So setting the best day ever, like, I don't know, protocol is a good way to like make sure you reach it on other days too, right? I do prep ahead a lot and I have learned to navigate obstacles that come my way, which makes these goals a little bit easier, but it's life. Things go not according to plan, probably ever, right? I have two little kids. I have a husband who's a police officer with a funky schedule and a lot of overtime. I'm a high school teacher. I own my own company, right? Things can get haywire. Um, My husband has a big social circle, so there's a lot of plans and he has a huge family, so there's always things popping up. Um, and things can go off track very fast, right? You can think you have a calm Saturday planned and then you end up running to six different things. So that's why I have my non-negotiable list, which I'm going to kind of explain. Um, to go back to my max and min, right? My min day, my minimum day, right? Is set not for busy days, not for days that go off track, right? Those are normal. Those are going to happen a lot. They are for the days that like your family has a stomach virus or, you know, you have the flu or you're driving to Florida, right? The, the very rare occasions, right? They're not for the days you choose to do a bar crawl, um, right? They're not to be your social life backup. They are for actual bottom days where, you know, it's almost like impossible for you to hit certain things, right? And that also keeps me at a certain level, right? By setting the worst day ever protocol, I still don't ever not show up for myself, right? But it's true bottom days. It can't be every Thursday because you have, you know, sports with your kids or it can't be every Saturday because you want to go to a party. It has to be like true once in a while, you know, minimum days that you really need well, you just really can't do certain things, right? The purpose of these days is so you don't ever have a zero day, right? I'm a big advocate for no zero days, no matter what, right? You can have a zero day when you're dead. Um, the reason I believe in this so much is not because I think like water, protein, steps, or even lifting is like absolutely essential, right? I'm not going to die on a hill about protein, water, and steps. You don't need it every single day of your life, right? You will be okay if those go missing. But it's actually not the things at all that I care about. It's the mentality that having no zero days creates. It creates a mentality where you just always show up for yourself. No matter what is going on, you made a promise to yourself to show up in some way. You never give yourself zero, right? You make a promise to yourself that you will show up for yourself no matter what. 
It doesn't always have to be 100%. It doesn't even have to be 50 or even 10%, but it's always something right? You always give something. You never quit. You never give up on yourself no matter what. Um, And that is so major. That is such an amazing mindset and an amazing character, uh, characteristic about you to have, right? You then become your biggest supporter, your biggest fan and your own stupid word motivation, right? You don't, you may have a coach, which is great. Again, I have a coach, but I know that I'm always going to show up for myself in some way, right? Like on Wednesday, last week, I had 101 fever. I felt like duty, but I still drink water. I still prioritize protein. I did not get my steps. I got 6,000, but that's actually flash forward, my minimum. Um, And I did other, I didn't work out, but it was a rest day, right? So my minimum, so we can take my Wednesday, for example, right? I don't get sick, sick very often, but you know, Wednesday was a pretty rough day. Um, my minimum is over a hundred ounces of water, 6,000 steps and any meals that I can eat, I focus around protein. Um, there is one thing that I give people an escape for, and that is any kind of stomach virus, because that is just the worst thing ever. Um, you can't necessarily eat because you will just have it come right out and you are just miserable. I hate the stomach virus. So I don't even hate throwing up like I, whatever. It's the feeling of just being nauseous all day. Like luckily with neither of my, both, both my kids, I did not have any kind of morning sickness because being nauseous is so like annoying. I'd rather just puke. Um, So stomach virus, a little bit different, but on my minimum days, so when I'm 102 fever, if I'm driving to Florida with two toddlers, if, I don't know, both my kids have the flu, knock on wood, I'm still going to drink 100 ounces of water, I'm still going to get around 6,000 steps, and any meal that I can eat is going to be very, very protein heavy. And I can kind of check that now, right, because on Wednesday, I was under the weather big time, I totally drank over 100 ounces of water. I got about 6,500 steps and I had lower calories, but every meal was focused around protein, right? So that is my min day. And to be honest, really, I haven't had one of these in a really long time. Wednesday was my first one in probably like a year. Um, And I still went to work. I still went to my son's uh, Christmas show. I still got my nails done. Um... I still did most of the day. I just, my head just hurt and I didn't really understand why. And then my husband was like, why don't you take your temperature? And I was like, oh, I have 101 fever. That's why. Um, I'm not very in tune with my body, but I'm going to blame that on my parents who didn't believe in getting sick. Um, So I don't have a lot of these, but Wednesday was kind of one of them, um, but it was also a rest day. So that's why. And again, it shouldn't be every time you're sick. Like today, I'm still sick. And I went to the gym. I lifted heavy. I did think I was going to pass out every once in a while, but I didn't. Um, My steps are at 7,700 right now. It's 4 o'clock, so I should easily get over 10. Um, My water is over 120 ounces, and I'm fine. So my fever is back, but I feel a little bit better, and I'm still going to do most of the things that I'm going to do. So you can't just stretch six minimum days together unless you're like, actually on your deathbed, which I get. Um, For the days that are in the middle, right, the days that the world isn't ending, but things are crazy busy, or, you know, you don't feel well, these are where your non-negotiables come into play. 
These are the days where you make sure you get your non-negotiables done because they're non-negotiable. These are like the B plus to A minus days, probably where you're going to find yourself a good amount, um, hopefully not a ton, but you are. Having these in place is going to make sure that you are consistent. Um, you don't go on and off track, right? I can't stand that. Like, oh, I went off track today. Like, not really. Like, this is not a track. Like, it's just a way you live. And some days you do this and some days you don't. And some days you eat this way. It's not on and off track. You shouldn't have to restart every Monday or restart every January, right? And that's what these non-negotiables are going to do for you. I very much live in this non-negotiable world over the summer where I don't really take things too, too seriously with nutrition because I'm having more fun, more events, more drinking, but I always make sure I hit my non-negotiables and it keeps me fine. Like fall, I don't have to start over, um, right? So these are things you get done no matter what, aka the name, non-negotiable. You can have daily ones, you can have weekly ones. That's kind of how I structure it a little bit. Um, these are not your everyday guidelines, right? Like you should get certain protocols if you're working with a coach that you should hit every day. These are for days that plans change or you're sick or you're traveling, right? These are kind of like your, it's not your bare minimum because that's say, saved for like, you know, the flu, but these are your, oh shit, the day kind of got away from me or like, okay, I'm going on vacation or I feel under the weather, um, for your uh-oh days, not your oh shit days. So they should not be used for every other day and they should not be used for every weekend, right? You cannot just go to your non-negotiables from Friday to Sunday or you're not going to see change. Um, they can't be in every Wednesday, right? Even if Wednesdays are your craziest day of the week because your kids have a lot of sports or this, but like you know that ahead of time. So therefore you should plan, right? Your non-negotiables are for the unplanned days that go bad. Um, so here are mine. I have four and I'm going to be honest, like always, and say, yes, there are some random days that one of these won't happen. Um, I don't beat myself up on it. It's probably less than one time a month. Um, but I stick to my non-negotiables 97% of the year. Um, this is a big player in why I never have to start over. Like I can't tell you the last time I've said, all right, my I start tomorrow or I'm going to start on the first of the month. Like I've been on this journey now ebbing and flowing for years, like since before Rustin was born. Um, and that's because I stick to these non-negotiables all year round, right? I never get myself in a hole so deep that I have to create like major life change to get out. It's usually one or two things I got to tighten up and I'm back to normal. So the first one that I have is my 10,000 steps. So this is a daily one, but it's also a weekly one, right? So I'm more focused on the weekly average. And that doesn't mean that I'm going to get 2,000 steps one day and 20,000 steps the other. I do like to hit 10,000 steps each day, but there might be a weekend day that I hit like eight, right? Because I feel like I do a thousand million things around my house, but for some reason, I don't get that many steps because my house, I guess, is not that big. Or I stand for legitimately 18 hours of the day, but I guess I'm not stepping. So sometimes the weekends I'll be around eight, um, but my average will always be over 10, right? So every day, especially Monday through Friday, I will get 10,000 steps 
and and usually more, right? I will park far in the parking lot at work. I'll walk five minutes before my workout. I'll walk five minutes after, sometimes even longer. I always take the stairs at work. I'm on the third floor. People think I'm crazy, but I will. The fact that people go in the elevator boggles my mind. Um, I will go for a brief walk every period I have off. So right now I'm reading my book and pacing around my classroom, but I'll go to the mail room or I'll go to the furthest copy machine, or I'll just make it a point to get up out of my seat and go somewhere every period just so it's a couple of steps. I also drink a ton of water, right? So there's a lot of bathroom trips. I pace around the cafeteria um, the whole entire time. So that is a 40 minute walk basically, right? Because it's lunch duty. And that gets me a lot of steps, but yes, a lot of weird looks. And those happen every day. Being at work is definitely easier to get steps. The weekend, again, like I said, I might be under a little bit because I'm just doing, I feel like a million errands, but I guess my feet aren't moving all that much. Um, But my weekly average is usually around 12,000 and up. And I just always want to make sure it's above 10. I really can't remember the last time that my weekly average was below 10. It was probably the week Rory was born um, in July of 2021. And yes, I'm blaming her so because I had an emergency C-section and my legs were numb for like three days. But to be honest, they it might have even been over 10,000 because that little girl did not want to sit. So the second I got home, I think I walked around my island for 22 out of 24 hours. So to be honest, I actually should probably look back on my watch and see what my steps were that week because it still might have been above 10,000 with being paralyzed for three days. The next one I have, which is so easy for me, is 120 ounces of water. Um, This happens every single day and not even really because I think about it. I have always been a drinker and it's always really been water. My parents didn't have like juices or soda in the house and my dad is a big drinker. He would get like a McDonald's supersize cup and fill it with water and that would that's what he would drink out of at dinner not like a little glass like a supersized 40 ounce water cup and that's kind of how I was too I just always carried water before it was like cool like how water bottles are trendy now and like having cool ones but I always had one I would literally feel like I was in the Sahara Desert if I didn't have this much water so it's very easy for me to do um I actually don't work out with water which is ironic it's the only time I don't carry water Um, but that's only 60 minutes of the day and the rest of the day I am chugging it. I sleep with it next to my bed. Um, and it's like my drink of choice. I don't even really like juice or seltzer or anything. So just, just water and bourbon for this gal. Um, right. And again, it also helps my steps because I pee a lot. I definitely train my bladder. I can hold my pee for a long time, but it gets really, definitely gets me steps. Um, Third one, right, is body weight in protein. So right now, my goal, according to my coach, is 180 grams of protein a day. That is not my body weight, right? I'm about 155 right now. So my non-negotiable falls a little bit short of that goal, um, but still within range for like optimal health and strength. So obviously, every day I can, I strive for the 180, but if things go crazy or I'm sick or the day gets away from me big time and I didn't plan right, I at least make sure I get my body weight. Um, Again, this is kind of an easy one for me. I love protein. I could eat a plate of meat with no sides for every night for dinner. Like at Thanksgiving, I'm a turkey girl, not a sides girl. So it is pretty easy for me to make these meals. I even sometimes go over 180 grams. He used to have me at 160 and he realized like, okay, she has no problem hitting this. Um, And even the snacks I like to eat are high in protein. So 
one of the reasons why I made this one is because strength and muscle growth are big time goals of mine. I want to keep putting on muscle. I want to be strong. And that is part of the system that will keep me going towards those goals. So full transparency, like always, right? Sometimes this will fall, fall short. A random summer day that I'm out on Fire Island or I'm all day gallivanting through wine country, right? I may come up a couple grams short, but my weekly average will never be under my body weight. Um, I would just be starving and hangry and nasty and no one wants that. So my husband knows to feed me some protein if things are going crazy. So that is another one of mine. Again, it is something that is my non-negotiable in the sense that most days I do eat 180, but if things are wild, I just strive for 155. And then lastly, I will work out four times a week. Um, I do have set days for the most part when I'm in school, right? I do upper on Monday, lower on Tuesday, off on Wednesday, upper on Thursday, cardio on Friday, lower on Saturday, off on Sunday. So it's pretty easy to stick to that um, September to um, June. My gym has kitty care. So on Saturday, the whole family goes. And then obviously guys know, mostly know during the week, I go in the morning. Um, And even if I don't go in the morning, my school has a pretty decent weight room and then they have my gym has kitty care at four o'clock so I can also go in the afternoon I'm very lucky that my husband is into lifting as well the kitty care is absolutely amazing the kids love it so there's really not much of a obstacle in my way for going to the gym injuries happen Uh, I did hurt my back pretty bad last year sickness happens you can still go right because you get hurt or because you're sick doesn't mean you cannot go to the gym. You are not going to get more hurt by walking into a gym. When I blew out my back last year and like couldn't even breathe without it hurting, I still went to the gym. I walked because I knew getting blood flow to it was the best choice. I did some machines that I could sit, right? Again, because you can still do a lot. Um, Getting hurt is not a death sentence unless you you know, break all four of your limbs, you can still do things, right? You break your ankle, you can still do things. You break your arm, you can still do things. I mean, if anyone's ever watched the adaptive CrossFit games, these people put us to shame in what they do, right? Like you have people with no forearms and no hands bench pressing, yet like we sprain our pinky toe and we claim we're out for six weeks. Like, There is so much that you are capable of through every injury and you need blood flow. You need your body to heal. So sitting is the worst thing for you. You need to get up and move. Um, So yes, of course, I'm sure I'm going to get hurt in the future. Hopefully not bad. I'm sure I'm going to get sick again in the future. I'm still going to go to the gym. I'm still going to keep up with my habits because if I take a week off, I might not want to go back that second week. The longer you are out of the gym, the harder it is to get back into it. Um, I guess the last time I've taken a week off was when Rory was born. Um, and then, you know, obviously like about six weeks, uh, because I had a C-section, but I was still in the gym walking in my home gym. Like since 2021, there has not been longer than a three day stretch that I've not gone to a gym. And I'm not saying I've worked out nine out of 10 on my RPE scale every time. I may have just gone for the habit of getting in my car, driving to the gym, getting out, going, walking for a little bit, sitting in the sauna, but keeping the routine of 
going makes it a lot easier to get back into lifting once you feel better, right? Vacations happen also, uh, you know, for other people, not me. Um, you can still be active. Just because you're not deadlifting doesn't mean you aren't active, right? Like, so if I was to ever go on a week-long vacation, yeah, I'm not going to lift four times probably. Um, I would love to book a hotel with a gym where I could lift, but I'm going to do something. Like I went to I went to Montauk last summer for two nights and I worked out, we went for a hike one and the next day I went to the hotel gym and lifted and it, you know, it had whatever it had. I was able to adapt. I hung out with the Jonas Brothers, no big deal. Um, and we got my workout in. So I'm always going to make sure I'm moving, right? They don't need to be intense lifting sessions for them to count, but um, it's going to be some sort of movement, right? It can be hikes. It can be yoga. It can be random group fitness classes, even though I always talk shit about them, but it counts, right? This is more that I will be intentionally active four times a week. Um, this allows you to hit this non-negotiable if you are traveling, if you are sick, if you are injured or anything else. Obviously, most weeks I will try for four heavy lifting sessions and one cardio, but my non-negotiable is four intentional active sessions a week. Um, right. So in the last five years, so 2018, right, 2020, is it? Full 2018, full 2019, Six years, I guess. I'm not good at counting. So the last six years, right, I've been pregnant twice, newly postpartum twice, both emergency C-sections, um, nursing both kids. I herniated disc in my back. I had the vid, um, other cold and sinus infections, food poisoning, you, you know, I can name it. And guess what? In six years, I have intentionally moved my body four times a week, every time, right? Even when I was newly postpartum, intentionally going on a walk counted, right? Different aspects of or different eras of your life. It keeps me in routine. It keeps my habits normal. It keeps my heart happy, my head clear. Um, I do like it. I, I know some people don't. Um, but it's something that I know I need to do to, again, have the aesthetic and have the body and the health that I want. So those are my four. Um, they haven't changed for about two years now, and I don't really see them changing in the future. They are, I think, a very good foundation for the goals I have. Um, I want to be lean, but I want to be strong. I want to be healthy. Um, and I think those four things combined, if you throw all the other things out the window, like supplements and um, you know, sleep and recovery, and which is obviously all very important. Those four things though, water, protein, lifting, and walking provide a very good foundation for any person, right? Like if you are just starting now, right? This January 10th and you're starting on your health and wellness journey, do my non-negotiables for three to four months. And I bet you you see unbelievable change. And then you can even get more specific, harder on yourself. But those four things create such a good foundation. Um, there are a lot of other things that I try to attach to my non-negotiables, right? Like I don't just do those four things and call it a day. Um, sleep is another big one. Eyes closed, maybe not sleeping, but by like 9.30. I don't stay up and binge watch Netflix. I don't stay up scrolling on my phone 
because I know that I need to get up early to go to the gym. And even if I don't go to the gym in the morning, I'm a high school teacher. So my first period starts at 7 a.m. So I'm up early no matter what. And sleep is important. Your muscles literally grow in your sleep. You could kick your ass at the gym. You could lift the heaviest weights in the world. But if you don't sleep and recover, they will not grow. So sleep is a big one. Um, Don't go out gallivanting at night anymore. Um, So funny thinking that I used to like go out to parties at 11 o'clock. Like I would die even just staying up till 11 o'clock now. Um, I'm all for day parties, which I learned is called darties. And I prioritize my sleep and I don't feel like a loser because it helps me in so many aspects. Um, One day a week, I do try and do a stretching session in the sauna at my gym. This is a new thing for me. I really want to try to commit to it this year, more so maybe on Wednesdays when I have that one off day of sitting in the sauna for like 25 minutes and going through a stretching routine. From the second I've been an athlete, I sucked at stretching and warming up. I got in trouble so many times from my coaches for goofing off during warm-ups and not warming up appropriately or not cooling down appropriately because I was just all about the game. Um, It bit me in the ass a couple times, obviously with injuries, but I sucked at it. I still suck at it. I don't make it a priority and that's why I suck at it. It's not like I have some inability to do it. I don't put it up on my priority list, but I'm going to work on that a lot this year. Um, Home-cooked dinners, I'm big on. I really want to cook home five out of seven nights a week minimum. Ideally, I'll do seven seven nights a week. Not necessarily saying I'm making gourmet meals, um, but I love eating home. I think it keeps me very on track with macros. I, of course, love my date nights, but I don't like go out to the diner for dinner with my husband and my kids. First of all, it's expensive, and it just is not worth it to me in the sense of the food is okay, but the calories are insane. I just listened to a podcast that Aram had the other day with Alan Aragon. I think I'm going to say his name wrong, but he said the average meal out is 700 calories around more than the meal you would eat at home. So if you made some kind of chicken dish at home, if they cooked it in a restaurant, it would be around six to 800 calories more than you cook at home because the side, because the oils, the fats, everything. And at a restaurant, you have drinks, you have a bread bowl, you have um, desserts. At home, you don't really have that. I don't really know anyone that starts with a bread bowl before dinner. I'm not going to lie. My parents do have bread at like every meal. Um, But you don't have a bread bowl with like creamy cinnamon butter. You don't have someone shaking up a fresh martini for you every night. You don't have chocolate molten cake, you know, eyeing you from the table next to you. So eating at home is a big one. I do like to splurge and go out with my husband. Um, but like bringing our kids out to dinner or breakfast all the time is not something we do. We eat at home. We track our food. Um, we cook a lot. I also make sure I log every meal, even if it's an estimate, right? If I did go out, if I ate at the, my in-laws, I still log it because I hate zeros. Um, A zero in your weekly average just makes the numbers look crazy wacky, right? Um, If you hit your protein every day, but on Saturday you don't log and you put in a zero, your average goes down by like 40 grams for the week and that makes it look like you did shit. So I'm big on going back and at least estimating. Um, Sometimes it's a smack in the face when you're estimating, you're like, holy hell, I'm at 3,100 calories. Um, But the zeros really mess with averages. 
I like my numbers. I like my data. So that's another thing that I focus on. Um, my last one is that I order off Amazon every single day. Just kidding. It's, I'm, I'm trying not to do that, which I am. Um, but I do want to love and smooch my kiddos a thousand times a day. I make sure I give them so many kisses and say I love you. Um, it's something that I know I need to do because it wasn't some... It wasn't how I grew up, and I want to make sure that's different for my kids. So you can have a whole list of things that are like relationship and financial too, um, but I'm just going to focus on health and wellness. So there are so many other daily things you can do, but those are the four, again, that I think really keep me on track. And I can't begin to explain how nice it's been to not have to start over. Like in the last five, six years, I've had days of all sorts Days where I put back 5,000 calories, days where I under ate, days where I drank so much alcohol that I lost count. Um, but they are, I have such a foundation that I can just dial a couple things back in and I am ready to go. Um, my coach, Aram, which you guys know, right, his Instagram name is Four Weeks to the Beach. And at first, knowing his personality, I kind of thought it was making fun of programs that like promise you to get your dream body in four weeks. Like I thought he was calling out people. Um, but then I heard him explain it on a podcast and it's like a state of being. Um, he follows a system and he has his non-negotiables and his foundation that keep himself about four weeks out from looking his best, right? If he needed to be in great shape for a photo shoot or a vacation or just anything, he would probably only need around four weeks to get himself there because of all his normal daily habits, his normal lifestyle choices, and he never digs himself in a hole where he needs six months to get himself out of, um, right? I did not steal this from him, but I think it fits, right? He lives in that A minus range, right? If he ever needed and wanted to get to the A plus, it would only take some small tweaks and changes and a small time frame to get him there because his base is so consistent, right? I just think it's it's literally everything that I believed in, and I didn't even know this before I signed up with him. I literally thought he was making fun of people. Um, but it's exactly what I mean by the A- minus lifestyle and by these non-negotiables. You want to create a base where you are able to just make some t- slight changes to get yourself to that optimal physique that you want. You live every day very similar, again, some highs and some lows always, but you're in that eight minus range where it's not going to take you a whole new year or a whole new goal setting to get to that great spot that you want to be, right? Like that's happiness, right? I texted him the other day that the scale went up to about 160 pounds after I had a Saturday bender, right? I went to my friend's holiday party and I went for it. Um, And then it was back down to 157, which is still about, you know, eight pounds heavier than I would like to be but I didn't freak out. I'm not nervous. One, because I'm kind of intentionally trying to grow muscle right now, which is going to make the scale go up. I am honest and I am only tracking 90% accurately. I'm eyeballing my Greek yogurt at night with my fruit. I have some bites and licks and tastes that I'm not tracking, right? And I know that the scale is also a shitty indicator of my health and fitness. I also know that if it really bothered me, I could make some very small tweaks and I could be right back to 148 very fast. 
Um, I wouldn't need to change my lifestyle. I wouldn't need to restrict myself crazy. I would just need to tighten up my tracking, maybe get a, one more cardio session in, and I could be at 148 very quickly because I keep myself at that foundation. I don't let myself go, right? That's freedom. That's happiness. That's food freedom, right? That is living in a place where you are comfortable in and you're not worried every day what the scale is going to say or what you're going to look like in a couple of weeks. This is where you can let go of the worry, the constant fresh starts or the redos and just continue. The words, you know, going off track, don't come out of your mouth anymore, right? And we can all get there, but it's going to take time. Six months is not time. One year is not time, right? I'm six years in. Aram is a lot more than that. It does not happen overnight, but you need to start making those choices now, um, right? Start now, not tomorrow. And I wanted to end on a little quote from Aesop because I'm such an English major now. I, you know, I do my poems and stuff. Little by little does the trick. I mean, how simple is that quote? But it's exactly right. Stop trying to make these huge lifestyle changes that you stick to for like a week and just make small changes, make them routine, make them habit, set your foundation, what's important to you, what are the four things that are going to be your foundation for your goals, and stick to it. And those are my non-negotiables. You're going to hear me talk about them a lot. I think I have talked about them a lot already, but I definitely wanted to explain what they were a little bit more. With the new year being here, I think it's a great time for you to sit down and think of those non-negotiables and then get that calendar. Whether you just do like, did I hit my non-negotiables today? And see how many days out of the year you hit your non-negotiables. And I bet if you hit them over 75% of that year, you're going to see some amazing changes in your body if that's what you want. Um, all right. Well, that was it. I'm glad I made it through without coughing. Uh, my nose is definitely running. I apologize. Um, if you are watching this on YouTube, you know, like three people that watch it, I appreciate the view. It's not a lovely one. And everyone else have an awesome day. Do not be part of that January 16th quit crew, right? If you need help, we are here. Okay. Come over to the community. Join us. Summer is not that far away, which is amazing. We're on the upside of light, which makes me so happy. See you later, winter solstice. And have an awesome day. Live A minus. Peace out. Peace out.